0: Get paid for your pet Get paid for your pet Get paid for your pet Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO and other platforms That's payfully.co This week in the world of Airbnb, we have quite a lot of interesting news articles to discuss. And today, I'm discussing those articles with Nicole Prentice-Williams, the VP of Strategic Partnerships of Hostly. Nicole, how are you?
1: Hey, Jasper. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. It's the 14th of February today as we're recording this. Now, when you listen to this, it'll be on Friday. It always takes about three days for these podcasts to get produced so it's valentine's today did you get any roses
1: i got chocolate
0: you got chocolate <laughs> all right. chocolate
1: i chocolate that i don't need but yes very thoughtful
0: chocolate <laughs> okay i only got a few messages
1: <laughs> hopefully it will get better you have a few more hours
0: <laughs> yeah the, the day, exactly the day's not over yet it's only 6 30 p.m so there's still hope <laughs> all right well there's a lot going on this week in airbnb land let's get right into it the first article it's an article in Curbed, and it talks about how you can now count your Airbnb income when you're refinancing a mortgage. So Airbnb has a special thing there where you can get a proof of income statement on the website. And Airbnb has partnered with free home loan associations, Quicken Loans, Citizens Bank, and Better Mortgage, they're called, and they're doing this in cooperation with fanny may the big mortgage facilitator that's i think it's still kind of under government rule after the financial crisis they went belly up and then the government kind of took him over but i think this is interesting for those who live in the us because now you can probably get better terms on your mortgage you can refinance it and use your airbnb income as part of your salary basically and that way you can negotiate better terms
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I mean, there are ways to show like with your tax returns that you do get rental income. But this sounds like it's just making it easier because Airbnb is now offering hosts proof of income statements that they can include in their packages when they're applying to refinance an existing mortgage. So that's interesting. They're just trying to make it more seamless and Something new every day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're saying they want to find new innovative ways to expand the availability of affordable mortgage credit. Now, I mean, mortgages are already pretty affordable if you compare it with like five or 10 years ago. I, I remember when I was young. You could get 5% interest rate on your savings account at the bank. And I mean, right now that's about zero. You can get a mortgage for as low as like two or 3% or so, which Mm kind of makes, kind of makes me worried a bit that these house prices might come down at some point because it's, it's just so cheap, right? With these type of rates, you can afford very high prices and using your Airbnb income on top of that. Might enable people to, to borrow even more. So hopefully that doesn't result in a bubble, a crash. you know, the <laughs> cra- Yeah, exactly. Like a, pop- yeah. a popping of a bubble like we saw in 2008. But in any case, I think it makes sense. Personally, I've been trying to get a mortgage over the last five years or so to invest in more properties. And I couldn't find a single bank that would give me a mortgage because I don't have a salary. And I've shown the banks my Airbnb income. And they completely dismissed it. They're like, yeah, this is, you know, hmm. we have no idea how long you can have this type of income. They, you know, they just don't really count it. So it's been wow. really tough for me. But anyway, I, I don't live in the US. so And this is all, all about refinancing, right? You can't just go to a bank and say, hey, look, I've got this house and I've I've been making X amount of money and I want to buy a new house. Why don't you give me a mortgage? Because then I can make the mortgage payments with my Airbnb income. I mean, that is not possible yet. Although you can borrow money from clear bank which is a canadian company they kind right. of they have this program but anyway if yeah you, and it uh, sounds
1: like this is a test with these three financial institutions sounds like they're going to see how it goes and then from there they'll maybe expand to more lenders and or expand to actually getting new properties so we have to watch and see how it goes
0: Exactly, but uh, anyway, people who are interested in this, uh, I think if you Google proof of income Airbnb proof of income, you'll probably get to the page, and uh, we'll have the links included in the show notes as well. Another interesting story has to deal with Lawrence Tossi, the CFO that has recently left Airbnb. Apparently, him and Brian Chesky had some conflicting ideas about uh, the future of the company, the IPO, and some other issues. He left the company. But there's a story now that talks about how he apparently he built an internal hedge fund with the cash that's lying around at Airbnb because you know, I've always wondered what does Airbnb do with all this money, right? You book an Airbnb, <laughs> now we know <laughs> exactly. Like you book an Airbnb and you know three months ahead of time, and then you pay the money, and the host only gets it the day after the checkout. So this money is just sitting on a bank account at Airbnb. And this guy, Lawrence Tossi, he used to work at this big hedge fund, this big asset management company. What was it? I think it was Blackstone. You know, so that's kinda of like it used to be his job, just investing money and making good yeah. returns. And so he kind of used Airbnb's cash to mimic the type of fund that he was running before. And he was making good money. He was making five million a month apparently which is quite a lot because that's 60 million a year. And Airbnb's earnings before interest, taxes, and other expenses in 2017 came to 93 million. So that's like two thirds of their profit.
1: I love this story. It actually reminds me of our household. This is like this relationship between Brian and Lawrence is me and my husband. (laughs) I hope I don't get fired by, (laughs) but on a much smaller scale, I just don't know why they got rid of him. I, I think it had more to do with IPO disagreement than it did with the hedge fund is what it's sounding like from this article. But I think, wow, what a great CFO to, I mean, he's really doing his job and he's taking his experience from elsewhere, which is probably why they hired him and he's applying it to Airbnb. Why is he gone? Is it, maybe it's just a disagreement over the IPO.
0: Yeah. And the question is, are they going to continue with this hedge fund? I wonder.
1: That would be stupid not to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, che- if Chesky is going to pick the stocks, if they're still going to be making 5 oh, million yeah, a month.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want the book or the movie to come out on this. I'm dying to know the inside scoop.
0: But it's not completely unthinkable for these type of companies to run their own hedge funds, right? I think yep. General Electric has been known to have a, a very big financing department, right? And and also, apparently, Apple runs a asset management firm as well. And some people say that's the world's largest hedge fund, actually, because I'm sure Apple is sitting on a massive pile of cash
1: yeah it sounds like it's not that uncommon, so yeah you just it makes you scratch your head. It sounds like he was doing yeah. his job
0: i mean it makes sense in a in a time where you don't get any interest on bank account. yeah you, know, you want to do something with that money you want to make some mm. return on it. What happens if the hedge fund incurs a lot of losses like <laughs> You know, yeah. as well as if you're making money, it's all really fun. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we have a Well, then I could tax. see
1: why they would. Yeah, then I could see why they fire him. But if the hedge fund's doing this well and he's fired, I hope he has a good severance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it crashed. Maybe he invested in those reverse fixed securities, those those ETFs. I don't know if you yeah. heard, heard about that. You know, people were betting on low volatility. Uh, those funds, they crashed. So maybe <laughs> I hope he wasn't doing yeah. the same thing.
1: What we definitely know about the story is that we don't know everything.
0: <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what else is there. There's a company called Outdoor C, which is the Airbnb of RVs. And they just got a $25 million funding deal, which is a lot of money. $25 million for a relatively small startup, I think. I mean, I, I hadn't heard about it. Did you know no, about this I company? No,
1: I had neither, but I think it's brilliant. And uh, we've actually been discussing ourselves doing an RV trip to Utah. So I'm going to look into this now. I love it. It's so great. I mean, using somebody else's RV and not having to get your own or go through a company. And yeah, I think it's really smart.
0: Are you going to Burning Man?
1: No. <laughs> We're going to the national parks.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, apparently... Thirty five million each year look to rent an RV in the US and thirty eight percent of them are millennials and apparently they often walk away empty handed because it's you know, how do you rent an RV? There's fewer than a hundred thousand commercially owned vehicles available from traditional rental services, so that's not a lot of RVs if there's thirty five million people looking.
1: But apparently fourteen million privately owned RVs, who knew?
0: Wow, that's a lot, yeah. Fourteen that's a million. Lot. What's that, like 5%, 4% of the U.S. population?
1: Owns an RV? Oh, Why no. are they keeping them? They're not in L.A. I haven't seen them here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a lot of RVs. And, you know, I think this is great. I really think it's great. I think there's so much value because, you know, an RV, is it's kind of like a boat, a plane. You know, the, these are things yeah. that you buy them and then you're planning to use them a lot. And then a few years later, you realize, okay, I'm not actually using the thing that much. And now it's depreciated. It costs money to store, it costs money to maintain. And suddenly you realize, okay, I would have been way cheaper renting the thing. My dad has a caravan in Holland. We don't really have RVs in Holland. We have caravans, and they're very popular. People love those things over here. So, my. What are they? caravans is that a, is that a word a caravan? yeah it is but i don't i'm I... <laughs> it's kind of like an rv but you you see, put it behind your car like it doesn't it can't ride by itself right and so those things are really popular here like you know a lot of people have have those things in Holland and and my dad would use it you know maybe once or twice a year but then the rest of the time it's just taking up space and because there's not enough space on our parking area of our house you know, he would he would park it somewhere else. He would pay for the thing to be parked on somebody else's uh, parking garage. And so, you know, you wonder, okay, well, you buy this thing and then you use it twice a year and the rest of the year it's doing nothing, but it's costing money because you have to store it somewhere, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, this is the way to go. Use somebody else's.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a really good idea.
1: On the flip side, it sounds like it's more affordable to buy an RV and rent it out and make money that way than it is to buy properties or take over leases and rent those out. It seems a little bit easier and more cost-effective to do that. They mentioned the single mother who's bought five RVs and she's using them to pay for her daughter's law school tuition.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I I would imagine, you know, because I mean, right now they have 250,000 users so that's that's quite a lot. And they're growing by twenty thousand users a month. The RV owners get between eighty and ninety-four percent of the total rental income. And of course, all the stuff that's that Airbnb has, like the insurance, the reviews, all that kind of stuff is uh, is in place as well on, on their website. And so you don't have to worry that if you rent out your RV and somebody destroys it, that you're gonna be backed by the by the insurance. But uh, I kinda lost my point now. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, if you're in an area, let's say, you know, there's these specific occasions that people want an RV, right? Burning Man is one of those occasions. Everybody wants to have an RV for Burning Man, right? If you figure out which events people want to rent RVs and then you buy a couple and you kind of move them around, you know, then I'm I'm sure you can make a profit. If you, you know, if you do a good job on the website, you know, when when these websites are still small, then uh, if you really look into it. Uh, just like on the Airbnb in in two thousand ten two thousand eleven, it was very easy to make money because you know there's not so much competition and and a lot of people they just kind of haven't figured out yet how to be competitive on the platform. So I can I definitely think that there's opportunity on these uh, on these type of new platforms.
1: Yeah, the article also talks about how um, it's kind of taking hosts. Airbnb or outdoorsy back to what Airbnb initially was when it started where hosts and visitors meet in person because the owners of the RVs have to train the people who are using it, the guests, how to use their RV. So they make that connection, whereas Airbnb has kind of gotten So I thought that was interesting too, on the connecting on the emotional level.
0: Absolutely, and you know there's RVs on on Airbnb as well. So in in a way, this is kind of a competitor to right. Airbnb. I mean, right. Airbnb obviously doesn't focus on it, but I'm sure there's uh, there's people trying to rent out their RVs on on Airbnb. So now you can do both. You can rent out on outdoorsy, and you can rent Airbnb. And that way, I'm sure you you'll be able to make. At least you'll you make sort of the the costs of owning the RV back the maintenance, you know maybe the depreciation as well, and that that's already a big improvement.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like they have a lot of opportunity coming up. Even where they give the example of going buying tickets to an event and then maybe adding on an RV parking pass <laughs> and getting an RV for when you go to that event, such as NASCAR. So yeah. a lot of opportunities there to grow
0: yeah well next time in us i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can rent one for a week it should be fun awesome airbnb has changed the way people rent forever but actually getting paid is still a pain that's where payfully comes in payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked payfully deposits directly into your bank account with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty, and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses, and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. Let's see what else is going on. We have an article on Reuters.com that talks about the Airbnb experiences. They're on track to get up to a million bookings uh, this year, and they're also apparently they're also making money already. So some some good news from the experiences front. There's about five thousand experiences on the platform now across fifty-eight cities, and Airbnb is looking to add. An additional twenty five thousand by the end of this year. So they're, they're really looking to grow the Airbnb experiences.
1: Yeah, that, I mean they have grown. My goodness, fifty eight cities, and they were just a year and a half ago. I think their beta was with like less than a dozen. I want to say. Yeah, they
0: launched with twelve cities. I remember in okay. nove- oh, November. Okay. Yeah, November two thousand sixteen. Remember, it was at the Airbnb Open yes, in Los Angeles. I do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's grown exponentially. It's really amazing that it's like a cornerstone of their company with the other three units, which are home renting and the luxury vacation, as well as their China operation. So it's whoever's running that. Does it say who's running that?
0: I don't think so. I don't think it says that now. Have you done? Have you taken an experience yet? No,
1: I haven't. I need to, but I haven't done it yet. You have, right?
0: Yeah. And I also subscribed. I also tried to set up an experience, but the process was kind of, uh, it took a long time. I I didn't hear anything from Airbnb for like three months. And And so, and so then I, you know, I, I kind of uh, gave up. But then recently I actually got an email from Airbnb saying, Hey, you created this thing a year and a half ago. Sorry. It's been a while since we got in touch, but you know, are you still interested in doing it?
1: Oh, cool. So, so, I guess. I mean, it took them a while, but uh sounds like it's in the works now.
0: Yeah, well, I, I don't want to spend another couple hours again setting the thing up and then not hearing something from them. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of done with the whole experience, thing. <laughs> but I'm sure you had,
1: you had your experience. Yeah, that was
0: my experience. Yeah, now, I, I might try some experiences uh, that are run by, by other people, though, but uh, I don't think I'll be setting them up my own. What else do we have? There's some news from Japan. Apparently, Airbnb is going to support Japanese people who want to rent out their houses. They're, they're talking about the minpaku market. Have you heard yeah. about this word, minpaku? No, no.
1: I, ha- I haven't heard about it. Are you familiar with it?
0: No, I, I had to look it up to see what it what, what yeah. this was about. But it's basically um, it's it's minpaku is I guess a Japanese word for private lodging and you know there there are private lodging sites where that people use to you know to rent out their homes in Japan Airbnb really wants to grow in Japan i mean Japan is they are really focused on attracting more tourism in the last few years in 2014 Japan saw 13.4 million visitors that went up to 19.7 in 2015 twenty-four million last year and the government wants to increase that number to forty million by two thousand twenty when Tokyo will host the Olympic Games. And so I think Airbnb probably looked at the growth in the, the numbers. I mean that's massive growth from thirteen to forty million in just six years. So I guess that's probably the reason why they why they focus on Japan and they're trying to help hosts to to get going. They they want to support them, you know, help them like furnish their homes and take care of the insurance and that kind of stuff,
1: like a full package full service
0: package, yeah, which is something that we really haven't seen in in other parts of the world, right?
1: no uh-, uh-uh. I wonder that's a test they said they're gonna going to start this month, and I guess there's some regulations happening at some point this year, so that's what they're they have like an open window to to get this. Going, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, there's some regulations coming into effect in June. There's going to be a 180 day cap on the amount of days that you can rent out. But still, you know, 180 days is quite good. But also, the platform that you're using to rent out, they have to register and get a permit, apparently. So, you know, there are some regulations in place but again like if you look at the tourism growth i think it makes sense that uh, the airbnb is uh, probably investing some money now to get a lot of new house going and then they can take advantage and profit in the near future
1: yeah smart piece of the pie
0: <laughs> exactly awesome well that was it for this week I think really some some interesting stuff going on. I hope that you have a great Valentine's Day. I hope that you'll get some roses on top of that chocolate.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you too, Jasper. I hope for a promising evening for you. Well <laughs>
0: I'm I'm I actually I'm going to a pub quiz.
1: Yeah, you were telling me about this. This sounds really cool. Where you get smart and have a few drinks at the same time?
0: Yeah, no, I, I love pub quizzes. I went to one on Monday. And for those who don't know what a pub quiz is, there's a couple minutes left, so let me, let me explain. It's basically, you go to a bar and you form a team, and then the quiz master will ask a number of questions, typically divided uh, amongst a number of different categories. And then you write the answer on a piece of paper, and once all the questions have been asked, the quiz master will then take all the pieces of paper and see what the score is. And then the, the team that has the, the best score usually gets a prize. It's usually either a bottle of champagne or they get the drinks on the house. Yeah, it's really fun. I love those pub quizzes. So uh, it's just a great way to you know spend some time with friends and also you, know, you learn some things. And like I told you, it's usually funny questions that they ask. You know the the example that I talked to you about uh, before we started recording. Uh, what's the what animal has the longest tail in the world? And, you know, I thought it was I thought it would be a crocodile, but I was wrong. Actually, the answer makes so much sense, but for some reason you don't think about it. It's a giraffe. A giraffe is so tall that when you look at the giraffe, you don't really think about the tail. You look at its neck, but right, then still, right. because it's such a large animal, the tail is still. You know, much longer than any other animal. So, so it's so just a fun way to have a good time and learn some random facts and some weird pieces of knowledge uh, on the way.
1: It'll come in handy somewhere, I know.
0: You never know. You never <laughs> know. If you know, I'm one sure day, one day, I could walk on the street and somebody puts a gun to my head and said, "Which animal has the longest tail in the world?" If you guess right, you, you I'll, I'll spare your life. And then, you know.
1: <laughs> oh. All right, let me know when that happens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Nicole, thanks for thanks for joining me. Enjoy your day, and listeners, uh, Thank uh, thanks it's for fun. thanks for listening. And hope you had a happy Valentine's Day as well. Three days ago, but of course on Monday there will be another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. I'll see you then. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get.